the Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. Thanks to Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Contact our rural sales advisors today. Collier'sRural.co.nz Jim Finlay uh, joins us this morning with his weekly farming economic report from Farm Advisors and AgSafe New Zealand and a big Chiefs fan. Again, you'll be a little bit disappointed and down, Jim. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Brian. Yes, I think we all are a little bit sort of uh, dejected about what happened on Saturday night, but uh, the Chiefs certainly played extremely well and um, if they'd had 15 guys on there right through the game, I think we would have cleaned them out. Yeah, I think different story, eh? Different story, but however, it was a good final really, wasn't it? Oh, it really was. And, um, you know, I think the TAB summed it up the best when they really couldn't pick it. I think um, uh, they had the odds so close, it was quite amazing, really. Normally, they would be giving every team some pretty good favourites. You've spent a bit of time travelling last week and already some early spring calves on farms. Yes, there are. I've been around a fair bit of the country and um, it's interesting as you drive past the, with a lot of the cow sheds are fairly close to the road and you see the cows there with these little calves on um, the first ones for the season there. And yeah, it's, it's sort of a sign that things are happening at the moment and um, you've got to get yourselves ready. You've got to have, make sure those calf pens are there and all the bits and pieces are on hand ready for the calving because once it gets started, even if it is a little bit early, it starts coming with a vengeance, Brian. And, of course, a lot of the paddocks are are saturated because of flooding and so on, so farmers do have to uh, show a little bit of care there with the newborn calves, don't they? It doesn't get much for a calf to sort of get in a wee bit of a depression and um, end up drowning if it's not looked after Mm. pretty quickly. I've been amazed at the amount of water that's been on the paddocks. And, um, you know, I've been from a paddocky to Auckland and it's uh, it's very, very wet out there. And every drop of rain we get at the moment becomes another puddle or a lake. So, yeah, watch out. Make sure the cows are in paddocks where the calves are going to be safe and are going to have a chance to survive. Let's take a look at the weekly schedule. Uh, how are things looking this past week? Well, they're all pretty steady at the moment, um, which is rather nice, uh, sort of coming into the spring at uh, the time when we end up uh, trying to get those last of some cattle away and move things along a little bit. But if we look at our 18 kg YX lamb, it's steady at in the north at $7.40 a kg and in the south at $7.17. Our 21 kg MX mutton is $4.20 in the north and four fifteen in the south. The P2 steer, the 270 to 295 kg steer is 570 in the north and 540 in the south. And our boner cow, the 160 to 195 kg boner, is 370 in the north and $3.40 in the south. And the 270 to 295 kg bull is 560 in the north and 520 in the south. And our venison is steady at 885 in the north and $8.80 in the South Island. But the interesting thing, I think, Brian, with our markets this last week was the um, GDT uh, had a zero movement, which um, it hasn't had one of those for a very, very long time. And whole milk powder stayed steady. There was some thought it was going to drop down, but there were some indicators in some of the other um, trading platforms that it might improve a little bit. So sitting where it was, I think, was quite a good result for the industry. And the other interesting thing, too, looking at uh, your schedule, was the, the wool, the coarse wools. There was an increase there. Yeah, there was a massive increase in the really coarse wool price um, at the auction. Um, nobody seems to know what it did, why it happened. Um, but just let's hope it uh, can continue up a little bit uh, from there and that someone has found some good use for it and that they're going to start buying the stuff. And your weekly rant this week, it's uh, it's Acton Green's uh, turn this week to see what they have on offer with the elections coming up. And I've got to say, you have to ask the question, what planet are the Greens on? <laughs> <laughs> 
please you ask that, Brian. <laughs> but but yes, the the Act policies um, are just summarised there. At uh, they're wanting the climate change to be science based, which will be great. They want to repeal the car- zero carbon act and end the forestry subsidies. All good sort of sound, sensible stuff, and try and get rid of a lot of the. Um, regulation or recording and things that are having to be done on farms at the moment. It's just getting out of hand. But when you come down to what the Greens are wanting, it's really quite a joke. You know, you wonder, really wonder what planet they're on. They yeah. sort of start off with saying, no, we want to talk, we want to um, have, have ecological wisdom. I've never heard that one before, but uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it sounds rather fanciful. And then they talk about rural livelihoods, that they want to support a decent lifestyle on the farms. And then they follow on with that saying significantly. Now, this word significantly means quite a few. Reduce livestock numbers. Reduce the land used for livestock. Um, and, you know, they really don't tell us really what they're going to replace it with, some sort of subsistence farming. They talk about getting rid of palm kernel. Now, Brian, I don't know whether you know a lot about palm kernel, but it's uh, giving it to the livestock is one of the great ecological things of uh, the world because... The only alternative is that they either burn it or they dump it in the sea. And now we feed it to livestock and make milk out of it. Unbelievable. I wonder how they feel about the Prime Minister going to China but taking two planes, as one as a backup, just in case the other one breaks um, down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're quite excited about that. And they're probably saying, <laughs> why didn't they put some of their green people in the other plane as well? So, uh, oh. yeah, I'm not too sure. It's just, it's just, it's just bizarre. Um, the whole thing, you know, when they start having to do that. We know we've got a, a shonky sort of um, play that the Prime Minister flies around in, but <laughs> to take two of them to China is just, just big as belief. The other one's for spare parts. It's unbelievable. Hey, Jim, good to catch up, mate. We'll do it again next week. We will. Thank you, Brian, and goodbye to the listeners. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.